Welcome to the Autonomy Talent Podcast, where we feature creatives, discuss what they do, what they do to promote their creative endeavors, and try to come up with new methods that might boost their results and yours. We'll also have the occasional industry expert here to talk about what's new in digital marketing. So enjoy the show and remember to always live intentionally. afternoon everybody it's another episode of autonomy talent podcast and i have a special guest from kc on the on the phone with us today moto how would you like to um, introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about what you do yeah how's it going everybody uh my name's moto i'm a hip-hop artist from kansas city area um i do vocals vocal engineering write my own stuff just uh really versed in in the hip-hop uh culture Excellent. So, what what got you? Uh, what first attracted you to to that in the first place? I, I assume you had some musical background. Something influenced you. Um, funny story. Musical background, not really. Um, I actually grew up really like as a younger kid, like early, early high school. I grew up listening to a lot of rock, and um, I know this is gonna sound cliche, but you know, white kid gets inspired to rap by listening to Eminem, but, right. uh, listen to Eminem about, I was probably 15, 16. And I was just like, hold up. Like, I think I could do that. Um, and then I just started from there writing in high school and then kept doing it. Not, not really taking anything seriously. Then, uh, went to college, took a little more seriously, started recording stuff and, um, posting it, got some good feedback. And then really it was after college, I really, um, really decided to go full speed at it. Um, my, uh, my younger brother passed away in 2018 and that kind of really changed my trajectory of like what I really wanted to do. So, um, decided to pursue music and it's been going, uh, going good ever since. So. Well, that's a great story. Um, yeah, I know oftentimes, Things are born out of tragedy like that. It's kind of amazing that I'm curious to see how much is going to be born out of this tragedy of this coronavirus lockdown that everybody's on. A lot of people are going to be seriously adversely affected by it, but there's going to be a lot of people who are going to wind up benefiting out of the deal altogether and coming out stronger on the other end. So, Very true. It's going to be really interesting to see how this all shakes out when things kind of settle down and we start trying to get back to some normal resemblance of life again. Right. And I, I think, at least I hope, the biggest thing people take away from this is, you know, now that we've had this time and, you know, we've had this time to, you know, interact with our loved ones more and like focus on things we enjoy. And I hope people see that and, and not get so caught up in their work and their the busy parts of life that they forget this. And they will for a while, but for the most part, people will go back to the regular grind again because 
mostly out of necessity because, I mean, you've got to go to mm-hmm. work, you've got to do your stuff, your kids have to be taken care of, you have to go grocery shopping, you have to do laundry. Yeah. You know, all this stuff that never never stops. It's, it's going to be there. Your laundry is going to pile up and the laundry freight doesn't exist. So, <laughs> yeah. Unless you have a cleaning lady that does it for you, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Shoot, maybe one day once I blow up, but. Right. Well, like things born out of tragedy, this whole adventure of autonomy talent that I've been putting together since uh, the first part of November came about because my band went on hiatus last October 20th when a massive rounds of tornadoes came through the Dallas area. And part part of the six billion plus dollars worth of damages was our practice studio. <laughs> oh man! So we kind of had to go on hiatus while they were rebuilding it, and they were just supposed to have gotten it reopened uh, like last week, <laughs> just in time for everything to be <laughs> shut down. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So out of that tragedy, it kind of uh, dawned on me that to start this, it just seemed to be a natural fit, considering my background and also. Here we are. Right. And I mean, you never know until you try it, you know, how it's going to turn out. So Exactly. And I really feel like um, artists right now, they're starting to figure it out because I've been watching um, a lot more of art, what artists are doing and saying and stuff on Twitter particularly, but on Facebook a little bit also, and a little bit of Instagram, but that's not really – I don't – I don't know. I don't find that platform as interactive for that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, Instagram's really. Instagram's more of like a more of like a clout. Like, hey, look what I'm doing. Look at my accomplishments. Yeah. Um, versus, yeah, Twitter is extremely interactive, and that's a great way to you know really get to know people without ever meeting them. Essentially. I know it's crazy that Twitter is still blowing up the way it is and has been for so long, but the main point of that was that uh. There's a you can take every single artist that's posting stuff on Twitter right now, and you can split them up in two categories: those who are winning with it, and those who are scrambling trying to figure out, oh, what the hell? Because yep. uh, now, now what am I gonna do? And the big key difference is the people who had been doing it right all along, and they built up a community. They're okay. They've been doing this all along. They have a Patreon account and they do like they've been doing live streams every week for the last two years already. This is nothing new to them. And they have like uh, there's a one my last guests I just had on a band called Bad Mary out of uh, New York. They're a punk rock band out of New York and they uh they've been doing live streams for over a year. They'll do like a half hour stream on their Facebook page and then they'll move it over to Patreon. And for their Patreon only people over there, that's part of what they offer them. So that's cool. And, that's how they funded, like they, they told me on the podcast. That's how they funded their last record was through their because of their Patreon account. So that's how they funded wow. the recording of their last album. So it's and they're doing fine with it. They're all going stir crazy, and they haven't been able to yeah. get a band together. So there's a man as a husband and wife that are the, the duo that um, that I talked to, and they they have uh, other couple members that don't live with them, but the two of them. They still get together and do their live shows, but other than going a little stir crazy and wishing they could all get together and actually go out and play live again, hell, they're doing okay. Yeah, I've 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 also made it a point to really, you know, interact, post, do something every day, just so you know your name stays in front of people's 
um, in, in front of people's view, you know, even if they don't, if they don't interact with you or whatever, at least, you know, your name is still being put out in front of people. And so they don't forget, you know, you're still doing stuff. And, uh, while I'm actually currently going through like a rebrand process, um, kind of changed up my management team, got some new people on board and, um, just revealed my new logo yesterday. And then I got a bunch of stuff planned coming up. So it's, it's an exciting time. Sounds like it. So, uh, what can you share with us of, of that? Um, what do you have coming, coming up soon? Yeah. Um, so, um, I have a plan for singles rollout, um, probably May it's looking like May, but it'll take me through pretty much the whole, uh, summer and, um, just a lot of photo shoots, a lot of just image things updating and, um, it's, it's really just going to take my, my whole platform a step further in like professional appearance, professional sound. And I think this is going to draw in a lot more, um, new fans as well. And, uh, really give older fans something new that keeps them interested. Awesome. Yeah, I was just scrolling back through your Twitter again here while you're talking and I remembered your, uh, your pinned post on your Twitter account. Your uh, seven deadly songs i really and that that concept really caught my eyes like that's that's yeah. smart yeah that was um i started that they actually released a little after new year's i think it was, it was uh january 3rd um but yeah i uh i started that last fall i was uh you know i've i've, I've been at this seriously not quite two years yet. And a lot of it's, you know, trial and error. Hey, let's do this. See how people react to that. There's good things and bad things you can take from everything you do and then transition that to the next thing. But I was in kind of a slump and I was like, all right, I need to, I need to figure something out different. And so I was like, all right, I need to really come out with something that, um, both visually and conceptually is completely different from anything I've done. And it's, not something that people are doing right now and kind of just started thinking about the whole sins aspect of things and uh just wrote just kept writing and then as things started coming to me it's like all right this could be this and this could be this and you know just kept developing it and then i actually had a friend um so i had the album pretty much done and i hadn't decided on the artwork because I knew I needed to be like super particular with it because it's such a cool concept that I needed to have something stand out. And a friend of mine, he's like, yo, hold up. What if you did something like the Brady Bunch? And I was like, that's it. Like, that's that's the idea. So then went through and kind of just planned out how I could personify in a picture without words each sin. And that was really fun, too. That, that whole photo shoot was like a week-long process and got all the props together. And yeah, I was, I was, it, the whole thing from the music to the, the visuals, just everything was really, really fun to work on. That's awesome. I've seen you take a really holistic approach to to your work. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, a lot of people don't really think about the, the imagery of it until the, the, the music's already completed. Right. And then they come back, oh, yeah, we should probably have something visual to go along with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and that's the thing, man. You can tell, like, I, so how I look at it is, like, I try to 
put onto my stuff if I were viewing it from someone else's um, point of view. So like if I scroll through Twitter or whatever and I see someone post some music, I perceive that in a certain way. I'm like, okay, do I, this artwork either turns me off or on right away. Um, the name and just, you know, the different things. And then, so you got to apply it to your own stuff. Think about, you know, if I was just a common person online, how would I perceive what I'm making? Right. You, you've got to grab their attention before you can even worry about whether or not they're going to like it or not. It's exactly. So, I mean, you've got to, there's a fire hose of stuff coming through the Twitter stream. And if you don't ca- grab somebody's attention at all, you're going to go on by and they, they won't even know if they like it or not. Cause they never even noticed it. Yep, exactly. And I think the common person doesn't, you know, until you really get into this, the common person, at least I know, I mean, at least I know I was this way. Um, you don't really see and think about all the little things that go into even getting someone to just listen. And uh, then after that, you know, you have to have the good product and then you just, it's, it's a lot. I think a lot of people don't actually see a lot of the behind the scenes thought and processes that goes into everything. All right. Because people have to have some reason to even want to listen to you. Just come up, find somebody's music cold on Twitter Nobody's going to listen to that. I mean, like, almost nobody, unless they just, pardon me, unless they just happen to be looking, purposefully looking for that and come across you, which is going to happen like one time in your like entire career, maybe. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've got to get people's attention and get them to know you to even give a shit about you enough to go listen to your music. Yeah, 100%, man. And that's where a lot of people are really starting to figure that out now. And they're. Re- <laughs> I've been watching it over the past couple of weeks and people are really starting to take notice of that fact. Now it's like you see people on Twitter nowadays, they're really starting to understand that, Oh, this was the missing piece. And there's a whole, just been a mad rush of interaction. People ad artists actually now finally trying to get out there and interact, get to know their fan base and get to actually interact with them, get them interacting back and talk right. and carry on conversations and get to know people so that they know them better, and they're you know they kind of expose themselves, let themselves be a little vulnerable, uh, especially like right now you know people are at home, so they're like they'll go on video lives like yeah, I, it's quarantine time, I didn't comb my hair, deal with that shit, and you know it's you're just <laughs> keeping it real, you know, and so it's yeah, it's really kind of refreshing to see so many people doing that now. It's like wow, if you'd been doing this all along, do you realize where you'd be now? <laughs> yep, yep, it, it, it really humanizes you from just another online person to, you know, someone that they can relate to your personality, relate to the way you live, how you think, you know, things like that, that I feel like a lot of um, people don't really see otherwise. Right. And it's it's fairly easy now because we're all going through the same thing. So it's all relatable for everyone right now. Yep. Very, very much so. I don't remember a time ever when the entire country really i mean there was 9-11 but we all dealt with that but it was not the same it wouldn't really personally affect every one of us we we're all just kind of saddened about what happened up in new york and pennsylvania and washington right. um it's not like we all had to be hunkered down because you know, <laughs> the virus could get to you at any moment this yeah. is way different than anything this world has ever seen hopefully ever will see again but i'm not gonna hold my breath <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I 
I do think this is going to change the way the whole world really approaches stuff. Um, one interesting thing I saw on this was um, the countries that have social masks, like South Korea, where they, you know, they have like the supreme face shields and et cetera things, you know. But the countries mm-hmm. that do that normally, they, their, uh, their curve was a lot less steep. And I think we're going to see, especially in places like Italy, that's an extremely um, social, like very close, you know, the hug and kiss on the cheek, a lot more close, you know, interactions in America. But even like America's going to really change up how we interact in public, I think. And because, uh, I mean, if you go through this and you're, you know, you're not a little child, but if you're enough to remember this and see how things affected, you're going to change the way you perceive going out in public, I think. Yeah, and that'll surely relax some with time, but we'll all always remember this. The rest of, everyone who's old enough to remember it now will remember the rest of their lives and it will be in the back of your head you know, oh, yeah, subconsciously sure. after a while. Man. I'm just kind of interested to see what all like little things, a lot of stuff will get back to normal, but there will always be those few things that just never quite are the same again. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how all that plays out. You know, there's going to be a lot of that. It's like, hmm, just like trips to the grocery store are going to be different or how you interact and how employers work, how restaurants function. Um, yeah. You know, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to they're gonna. We're gonna find out that uh, there's a better way of doing things, and maybe we could help be more prepared by not being quite so uh, lackadaisical, I guess, maybe, or just yeah, not taking it for granted. Yeah. The more that can be done. Um, one thing. Basis. One thing that I'm kind of worried about, honestly, is um, a lot of these venues that you know. Not even, you know, I'm, I'm obviously not a huge artist, but like, you know, smaller venues for people that are, you know, local and, and growing. I'm hoping a lot of these venues are able to, you know, come back from this um, when they're, you know, relying on bar sales and ticket sales. And then they have they've been, you know, they closed down for this last for three or four months. That's hard on a small. And I know there's been some like government relief, but. Um, a lot of that is in the form of loans that they can take out, and some of those can be forgiven later, but not necessarily. And yeah, uh, so and there's going to be that. There's going to be uh, like places that go under the real estate companies, the people that own the properties that they're leasing. They're going to be taking a hit. It's it's going to be deep. It's going to yeah. have a big big impact. It it is already having a big impact. So it's like I know several bar and restaurant owners around right now that are looking at probably not being able to be to reopen already at this point. If they were to, yes. if they were to open things up tomorrow, they probably weren't going to, wouldn't make it. Yeah, it's pretty sad. And then you have all these people that have, you know, lost their jobs. And so once this is all over, then you have all these people that need jobs. And then you have these businesses that have closed and it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be crazy. Um, yeah, it's just gonna take a while you know, for it to all get going again. Yeah, and thankfully, like I have, you know, a main source of income that um, 
has still allowed me to work throughout this. And, um, but I know not everyone's been that, um, that lucky. So. Absolutely. Not everyone has been that fortunate, myself included. I still have a day job until this came around. I was an architect and our special, our, res- our specialty was restaurants. Mm, yeah <laughs> nobody yep. wants to open a restaurant right now so yeah most of our clients put their projects on hold for the time being until all this passes over so yeah it's very understandable too mm-hmm. i don't blame them one bit everybody's got to got to be careful i mean we all have to cut back a little bit and but then that helps that hurts everybody else that's relying on our dollars to keep themselves going like the yeah. price of gasoline has fallen like almost to nothing compared to what it yeah. was I've i think seen, it's like i think it's like a dollar 50 here something like that yeah i had a friend tell me they saw it for like a dollar 42 or something like that a day or two ago like, wow this is crazy man well because and there's no demand right now so it's probably going to keep going down I mean, I haven't bought gas in over two weeks. Yeah, I mean, same. I, uh, yeah, I haven't really gone anywhere more than like a mile from my house. So, same here. So, um, so you you mentioned that you know you had a band. What was your your band name and what was um your genre and just you know how you guys did things. Oh, we're a local metal band, and I'd actually just joined them last summer, only about, I don't know, four or five months before that tornado hit. So I had I never even got to play a gig with them yet, so oh, that's kind of where we are there. And they didn't have any solid recordings yet because well, they just hadn't gotten around to doing that yet. And they had a couple of lineup changes, and then they were looking for a guitar player, and I came along, and about two months, two, three months after I started, I was just kind of getting up to speed on our on the music and all that. And uh, our bass player got transferred with his job, so he had to move to Houston, which is like five hours away. So that wasn't going to be working anymore. So looking for a bass player when the, a couple months later the tornadoes hit, and we just – nothing's happened since then. So Yeah. There's not really much to tell about that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Man, speaking of Tom Hanks, I hope he ends up being all right. Oh, did you hear? They're back. He, like he and his wife already got already made it home. They, oh, nice. That's good. Fully recovered. Has showed them the, like the paparazzi caught pictures of him driving into their driveway, all all smiles and everything. I'm like, yeah, I'd be all smiles too if I'd been locked down and yeah. fighting this crap off a couple weeks and I finally got to come home. Yeah, that's that's scary, man. And he's like in the he's in the older category now. He's got to be around seventy or so now. So. Yeah, he's getting up there. Let's just find out. Tom Hanks. I saw oh, that. Uh, the the guy who wrote Stacy's Mom. What was his name? Oh, uh, I couldn't tell you. Crap, I can't remember funny. what band that was. He just uh, he just passed away from Corona, like fifty-two, <laughs> I think. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, there were. I, I've seen, started to see a lot of posts now. Suddenly, like uh, I was supposed to have another artist on yesterday, like this, doing an interview with him. Mm-hmm. 
and it was about a half hour after the time we were supposed to have started and i hadn't heard anything from him when he finally popped up and said hey man i just got confirmation that my dad has coronavirus i was like oh god oh uh, yeah go, do, go handle that man we're good so, yeah so, yeah been seeing posts on twitter about people that had it and, and people are getting angry because like a loved one has it and they won't let them in there to go visit them and then they pass and they didn't get to say bye those people are yeah. pissed about that. It's like, I understand you wanted to say bye, but do you want to get it spread to the rest of your family? Or do you want to lose one family member? Or do you want to lo- potentially lose half your family? Yeah, it's just, this is the hard situation to be in, man. Like, yeah. of course, there's no good way to handle that. So, yeah. My heart goes out to them. I know they're, they're angry and they and hurting. Yeah. It's just, bad all the way around but anyway not, not to bring the topic uh bring the talk down here <laughs> yeah so what you said you have uh you, you have singles you're going to drop starting in a couple of months right and starting probably in may mm-hmm. are you dropping them like one at a time or are you going to try to compile like an ep or how are you handling that uh yeah it's gonna be one at a time i have a i have a kind of like a once one a week approach. I have a, a week plan build up for each one. Um, and it'll be one week after another, but that, uh, so I study a lot of uh, my favorite artists and, uh, try to take, you know, not really the sound because I think it's important to, you know, sound like myself. And, um, but I do try to take a lot of the business type side of the music and uh, one guy that uh, I think is doing really great at it is Russ. I don't know. Are you familiar with Russ? No. No. He was um, he was one of the main people that really came up from when the SoundCloud era was young, and he just went crazy and started releasing music week after week after week, and people just caught on and he just blew up and uh, he had done an re- interview recently where they were talking about last summer. Cause he just dropped an album uh, in January as well, actually at the end of January, but they were talking and he's like, yeah, in the summer I was doing these songs and he, uh, he's not signed to a label, but he partners with the label. Um, and they were kind of trying to get him to do um like the monthly approach and things. And as you know, he was like, you know, I was doing it and then, it, you know, he had a couple big songs from it, but it didn't really go, I guess you'd say viral. And he's like, all right, well now let me, let me, let me show y'all how like I'm going to do it my way. And he went back to doing his one a week. And sure enough, he had a song in that, in that uh, length of songs that was uh, best on earth. And it went crazy. It blew up. It's on the billboard top hundred. I think it's in the top 10 now. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. But, um, so yeah, I, I really like his approach to things. And he said it'll take like, I think it was like three or four weeks before people really catch on what you're doing. And, uh, so I got eight weeks in a row of singles planned. And, and I mean, after that, I know there's so much time available right now. I can plan even more things. So. Very true. Yeah, you've got got time to pl- get it planned out. That's for certain. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're taking this time to 
really hone your craft, so to speak. Yeah. Get to, get to know your fan base, be more interactive, and really work on focusing on what you need to do without so many other distractions. Right. Netflix and your phone can be a distraction <laughs> too, but. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I don't think there's a person that doesn't enjoy sitting around and, you know, watch some episodes or whatever, but if you really have something you want to achieve, you know, it's all opportunity cost, you know. Yep. You, you sit around and watch TV, you might be enjoyed and relaxed, but then you're not accomplishing something. And I think it's important to find a balance without, you know, losing your, without losing your productivity, but keeping sane at the same time and not overworking yourself. Absolutely. You've got to have a balance. You've got to have some downtime. Yeah. And whether you spend that watching Netflix or playing video games or whatever it is, or maybe your downtime is playing your music and maybe you, that's how you relax it, whatever yeah. works for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. If you're, if your music, that's, that's a good point. You know, if your music's a therapy as well, like it's two birds, one stone almost. So yeah, I love that on days I had band practice and I've been having a shitty day leading up to it. Going to band practice always just made it feel better because I got to spend two hours not focusing on that all that other crap. Exactly. Focusing on this and being with my guys and doing our thing. And it's highly therapeutic. Yeah, very much so. Sweet. Well, I guess we should probably wrap it up here. We've been going for almost a half an hour. So <laughs> yeah, back Get back to what you were doing. <laughs> For sure. Um, uh, well, where could people find you? Um, I am on literally anything and everything. Uh, social media, it's all Moto Music 94. And I'm on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Amazon, anything you can think of, I'm on there. Um, and if you haven't checked out my Seven Deadly Songs album, I very much recommend it. This uh, viewing the project as a whole. Um, you you listen you listened through it, right? I did. What was your um, favorite, or what you liked the most of the whole project? I just kind of actually was listening to it at a, a kind of a high level, just kind of getting a feel for the whole thing. I didn't really get overly critical and into it. I just and I, I was mm-hmm. all, all honestly also scrolling Twitter and talking with other people at the same time, so I wasn't really highly focused on it, but. Um, I was I just really appreciated the I always enjoy well done concept albums. Some of them yeah don't come don't come off that well. Some of them are really cool and not, and the way it worked through the progression of the Seven Deadly Sins was really cool and the graphics were eye catching as well. So yeah the the Brady Bunch thing and if you all go to, to go to Moto's Twitter, what'd you say your handle was again? Moto Music ninety four. Yeah, Moto Music ninety four. Yeah, you'll go there on Twitter. It's the pinned post at the top of his profiles. You'll see it. Yep. Excellent, man. Well, stay safe up there in KC, and we'll be talking to you soon, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on, too. I uh, I really wanted to get a chance to, you know, I love talking to new people and um, just a chance to get my thoughts out there and so people can get to know me better. Same, man. I appreciate you being here. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yep, sounds good. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Autonomy Talent Podcast. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen, and I hope you found a few things you could take away from it. Be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever 
you happen to hang out on social media. We're all over the place. Just look up Autonomy Talent on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn. You name it, we're probably there. So until next time, be sure to always live intentionally.